welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I'm your host and joining me on the show today, we have author of YA Sensations, Every Line of You and the brand new YA sci-fi Game Over Girl. It's Naomi Gibson. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's really nice to be here. <laughs> yes, nice to be back, actually, because if anyone wants to mm-hmm. uh, go and dig through our archives, episode 135 from NYA Litfest last year. You were one of the panellists on uh, our show where we had a bit of a group discussion on everything going on. But here you are, yeah, back for your very own uh, episode. So <laughs> it seems sense to uh, get to know you a bit better because that was very chaotic. There was lots of authors on that day. Um, <laughs> so we'll give you your own time now. So our brand new listeners who maybe are finding about you for the first time, do you want to give them a bit of a a rundown on how you became an author, maybe some of the highs and lows you've had since you sort of like cracked into the industry and sort of where you are now? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Okay, well, uh, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Naomi Gibson. I write YA thrillers. Um, I tend to focus kind of on the techie thriller element um, of my that's what my books focus on sorry um and I, I I'm really interested in the relationship between like humans and technology so that's kind of where most of my ideas come from so my first book Every Line of You was about a girl who creates her own artificial intelligence um, and falls in love with it and um, my second book Game Over Girl it's just come out is about a girl who plays a VR game and um, she has like a really dark secret and she's convinced that her mother died in a train crash and um, her inside her VR game the truth is is trying to get out and it's all it's quite psychological um, so yeah those are the kind of things that I write I, I like things to have a psychological angle because that's kind of what interests me um, so yeah uh, a lot of people say that my books are kind of like um, Black Mirror episodes um, and I think that's probably true I've only seen a few Black Mirrors um, partly because I'm really scared that I'll copy them if I watch them so <laughs> I want to make sure that my books are kind of as original as I can get them so I don't want to go to the source if I can avoid it um so yeah um so that's kind of what I write um my journey to publishing um so I when I was about 27 I'm 34 now when I was about 27 I started going to writing classes and it was just like this local college it wasn't like a, an MSc it wasn't like a university or anything it was just this local college a bunch of adults just trying to figure out writing together every week every Wednesday um, and it was it was really cheap actually I think it was like seven pounds for a week for like 10 weeks it was it was yeah it was great I know so um I did that for about uh two years and during that that was when I learned how to write really um and I wrote my first book and um it was god awful <laughs> it was really really bad you know like everyone says that about their first book don't they you know and you've got to write one to get it out of your system get and out then- there yep yeah, absolutely. And that that was mine. And it was it was not good. So we don't talk about that one. But um, and then <laughs> <laughs> then I went on and wrote a second one, which is um, a prompt from a class that I'd gone to. And that turned out to be every line of you. 
and I knew when I'd written that one I was like I'm pretty sure I've written something special here and so that was what I went into cold querying with and it probably took me about nine months to a year to get an agent with it and I got 49 rejections and one yes <laughs> and that's all it took right you see that one yes and uh, Joe Joe Malt at Skylark was the lady who rang me and was like I like your book but um your ending isn't so good do you think you would change your ending and at the time I was like no <laughs> what is this um but of course um it took me like a month or two to realize actually what she had said was spot on my ending wasn't good so um at that point I had racked up my 49 rejections and I thought yeah okay so I'll try rewriting this and give it back to her and see if she likes it and I did and she did uh so she signed me based on the changes that I made to every line of you and and then we went out to publishers and Chicken House picked it up. So, I mean, that makes it still sound very uh, chill, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was very stressful and I was crying a lot and drank a lot of Pinot Grigio. <laughs> and everyone says that authors are addicted to coffee. You know, a good Pinot Grigio goes a long way as well. I think so, yeah. My husband had a lot of it on hand. He was good. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes to show that there's all the different, obviously now people have listened to multiple authors and their journeys and everyone has a slightly different one there. Very interesting that you sort of took some time to really like hone into the craft there. And obviously every line of you being that second book and taking that time to realize its flaws and edit them, build it up. It has me interested because um, you said there it came from a writing prompt for like Lydia and Henry's story. So I wonder mm -hmm. like which came first? Was it like uh, like Henry and the idea of this AI came first and then you could like build Lydia's character around it or was it the idea of Lydia you know because the great thing about that is having a character who is building their own AI it sort of really enforces the idea of women in like STEM uh, mm -hmm. and sort of like increasing the fact that it's an area that just doesn't have as much attention especially in sort of like YA fiction. Yeah um, so my prompt was it was a character development class and we got given like a little bag of objects and you had to create a character around those objects and that was how I found Lydia so um in my bag there were things like tweezers um sorry not tweezers pliers and uh some some electrical wire and you know just like sort of things that are sort of mechanically and engineering-y and I thought well you know th these could belong to like uh, a car mechanic and I was like I know absolutely nothing about cars so I was like no that's not gonna work um <laughs> but um so I thought well, what about like um you know a software engineer or like someone who's programming and I thought well I know a little bit about that so I can write about that and that was how I came up with my idea of a teen hacker and then that extended naturally into a teen girl who was really really lonely creating um something to love her um and I just I don't know it was um it just it just it's so weird how it just all came together it was almost like it was been whispered into my head it was it was beautiful it was such a good writing experience I went home from that class and I wrote my my first draft in about two and a half weeks because I was just so obsessed with that idea um but then obviously because I had written it so quickly and because I was so enamored by it making any changes later were really hard because I was like really in love with this idea so it took me a while to realize when my agent told me the ending's not right um you know that was hard criticism to take because it was this beautiful thing that had happened <laughs> um so yeah uh, so that's how I came up with my idea of Lydia and um I think um Girls in STEM is really important to me because I in my day job I work as a for an engineering firm as a cost engineer and um I you know I trained as a quantity surveyor and and I went on to cost engineering and just 
often I think I was like a young girl I was like told you can do whatever you want you can go and be whoever you want to be and I was like yeah I know I can I'm gonna do it and then as a woman you know you you, you realize that actually a lot of the time in the meeting rooms that you go and you are the only woman in there and so um it's I don't know it's just kind of it's kind of strange so I want I want uh, girls to read my books and and see that they can um and feel like they can go and do anything because I think if you do feel like you can do anything you will go and do whatever you want and so I just want to like encourage that for like as long as possible um so yeah just to answer your question <laughs> yeah no that's brilliant I love that <laughs> okay, I think cool. <laughs> what's great about that is obviously the, there's that true passion behind the book and the fact that you sort of two and a half weeks wow <laughs> I wish you could write it's, it's never happened again two and a half weeks. <laughs> um but that's so it, it it's incredible to see that and obviously when it translates into a, a debut novel that's pretty cool and it must have felt really awesome then to watch it like get translated and in, into multiple languages I've seen now it's like all yeah. across Europe you've got like French and uh, German Spanish versions of the book and stuff like that so you know like it's not just people in the UK or the US reading this but people actually all over Europe and the world getting to actually mm-hmm. like read this story that you like boom came to your head from one sort of like writing um prompt yeah it's it was crazy actually um so chicken house were amazing with the foreign rights um it sold to nine countries and 11 territories and it got optioned for tv as well which is you know you're living the dream really i mean it never came to anything because i think that's quite rare but um you know it's rare to sell the rights but it's even rarer for it to actually go to production um so yeah um it was unbelievable and yeah and I got invited to go to Barcelona to meet my Spain Spanish team and I got invited to go to France um so yeah my debut year was was absolutely nuts but working full-time as well whilst trying to fit it all in you know I was like pretty tired (laughs) at the end of that year because I used all of my leave my annual leave to to go and do these things and to try and write book two so yeah it was um it was it was hard but it was so cool and like just the fact that I was sat in Barcelona um I got I got to meet Adrian Tchaikovsky and I got to meet uh, Richard Morgan and we were sat having a drink and I was just like this is like so bizarre I'm having a drink with Adrian Tchaikovsky and Richard Morgan and I was just like so tell me about you because I don't think I'm ever gonna meet you again it was it was like so weird um so we're sat in Barcelona having a drink with these two two amazing authors um yeah so anyway um yeah so it was just like this uh really weird like pinch me moment I'm sat here in Barcelona I'm sat here in Toulon sat Julie Bodubar um my book has got me to these places do you know what I mean it was it was so strange and my husband came too because I didn't want to go on my own he was like Naomi we're in Barcelona because of your book and I was like I know (laughs) it was so wild well wild it is and obviously it's obviously that success has uh, allowed it to become a second book as well with Chicken House Game Over Girl which is currently out now by the way if you are we're going to talk about it a lot now so if you do like the sound of it it's out at your friendly local bookshop Waterstones or online just hint hint Game Over Girl um now you mentioned there about like Black Mirror I haven't really watched that either um I will say the vibes I got when I finished this was like Shutter Island Oh yeah, for that's sure. what okay. I got from this. <laughs> uh, maybe it's a different generational thing, um, <laughs> but yeah, I saw a lot more of that in Lola's journey. So, do you want to tell us firstly what this brand new book is about? Give us a little bit of a, a hinty hint, a bit of a synopsis drop on it. Sure. Okay. So uh, my main character Lola 
um, her mother has just died in a train crash and she gets sent to this boarding school because she has no other family. Um, so she's arrives at this boarding school and she's enrolled on this extracurricular activity um, to play a VR game called Better Than Life. And inside of her game, you can recreate whatever you want. It's kind of like um, a sandbox game. You can do, you can build things and you can make people and go and do whatever you want um but you're not allowed to recreate things from real life or you're not allowed to recreate uh real people who you know from real life so obviously my main character breaks both of those rules <laughs> and inside her game she rebuilds the house that she grew up in and on and she throughout the whole book she's convinced that her mother died in a train crash and on the house that she in the house that she builds um something happens to her on each level of the game uh, of the house and it's something that's happened to her in real life and it's all about this this idea that she's hidden a truth that of what really happened to her mother in the basement and as she continues to play the game um she's like kind of called down to the basement at numerous times like this there's like a lift and the button for the basement is like continually flashing demanding her attention like you need to come down here and she's like no 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 we're not going down there um she kind of knows that she that her story her, her events like don't line up so, but she but she doesn't want to go down there she's not ready and um the whole the whole idea is that um, eventually she's forced to go down there and she's forced to learn the truth of what really happened to her mother so I coupled this idea of like an unreliable narrator and and VR technology that is like really responsive um to to, to your subconscious and because she has basically gaslit herself into believing a certain series of events this game is like trying to tell her no <laughs> here's what really happened and we put it over here if you're ready to look at it and she's it's all about her trying to trying to get to that to that basement yeah yeah I think you mentioned earlier about the very much more psychological thriller than I realized stepping into it and obviously as it's the, the pages turn you realize there is levels like in the house there are literal levels there's depths to these different things uh, I think there's also something there with the sort of dark academia with the whole of the school setting stuff like that I think dark academia fans will also find some really good juicy vibes to it because there's a small small sort of class size isn't it there's only a couple of, mm -hmm. of, of students there um, and they really do sort of come give different layers between I mean firstly headmaster Mr Layton is just proper the, the the piece of work you need to to really sort of keep going, you know sort of stuff like that love to hate yeah <laughs> love to hate but it's it's also because like uh, dr zatz and stuff like that there's a lot of people sort of like you have to sort of engage with and sort of lola's obviously the main sort of pull through the story but there's obviously different like seb story and stuff like that that are sort of interwoven Mm -hmm. it, it got me wondering when I got to the end of it like keeping that all in your head like what's the process of writing this compared to sort of like the every line of you process of so obviously you had that maybe that quick turnaround for every line mm -hmm. of you how long did it take to really get all the sort of ducks in a row to this because there are a lot of different stepping stones like you could have tripped yourself up multiple times <laughs> uh yeah I think that comes down to my editor <laughs> so, <laughs> she's very good um so uh, this book didn't take uh, didn't write itself as quickly. I I actually did a graph because I'm a nerd. I, I wrote like my word count each day, and I've got this this graph going up to a peak for about a month, and then it just is steady for like another month while I think about it, and then it goes up again. Um, so it was kind of like it was like across three months, and then I think at one point as well, my graph dipped massively because I. I deleted out like 15, 20,000 words and just went back and redid it because I knew that wasn't working. Um, 
so yeah that was a, a weird graph um so um yeah so I it was about three months I think that all in for that one but yeah it did require more thought because and also I'm not really a planner I'm a pantser I like to sit down and books find me do you know what I mean um so I, I like to sit down and just see where the writing takes me each day um other than like whiteboards <laughs> that I scribble down ideas I don't really have a plan um because um I I I don't like to see my book I like to be taken by surprise I think I like to to write it and see where it takes me and I think that makes for really nice natural twists um I think if I had to plan a twist in it wouldn't come off because <laughs> I'm not that good at planning but if, if it takes me by surprise and it takes a reader by surprise I think so it makes sense for me to to continue writing how I write and um, so I knew that there would be a big twist when my when my main character went down to her basement in her house but I didn't really know what that twist was so it was a I was discovering it as well for the first time when she went down there I just knew that there was something down there and I knew her mother had not died in a train crash so it was all about um discovering what really had happened and then in the editing process going back and putting in like uh red herrings and um, going back and putting in um you know uh strange things that happened to her uh, that only makes sense later do you know what I mean um so I so yeah I, I had quite a lot of inspiration from um things like Inception and, yeah. and Shutter Island Inception was a big one for me I think this idea that uh, an environment responds to your uh deepest darkest fears and um the idea of a lift as well going up and down and um, that was from Inception sorry uh <laughs> Nick to that one from oh, from Hollywood <laughs> um and uh yeah and um yeah I just I was so fascinated by unreliable narrators I really love unreliable narrators and I just really wanted to write someone with a fractured memory um but you know there are so many different types of unreliable narrators and uh, for me it's not just about someone lying outright to you it's about why they lie um and be perhaps they lie because they themselves don't really know the truth of what happened to them perhaps they have this blank in their memory and uh, that psychological aspect um I really lent heavily into Absolutely. And if you are a fan of psychological thrillers, then I feel like you are going to love this book. Game Over Girl is out now from Chicken House at, like I said before, your friendly local bookshop, Waterstones, or online. Do go check it out. Um, yeah, absolutely love that. I really enjoyed getting my copy from Chicken House and diving straight into it. Yay, I think everyone else great. is going to love diving into it. Um, but obviously, we've got one really successful book. I see Game Over Girl becoming incredibly successful too um <laughs> we wonder what you have planned next naomi is there something else in the pipeline um, a book three maybe uh, i am working on a book three i've written about eight thousand words of it so you know like 50 more to go um, <laughs> um and uh this one i'm sort of staying in my lane i'm writing about um a certain aspect of technology that's always interested me and i'm writing about clones so uh, staying YA um but yeah I I because I've written about kind of like a school environment for a while um for, for like a couple of books sorry I I, I want to write about like a different kind of environment but it still be YA so that that'll be quite different I think for book three but I'm enjoying writing it so interesting mm -hmm. so it's just a good old TBC on on top of that for now Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully well, it'll see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Uh, well, there you go. So we still have two of your books to enjoy in the meantime. So go check them out. Uh, well, obviously, we've seen what you've got 
coming up soon, but also coming up soon is unfortunately the end of today's interview. But before we do disappear, I think that means it's time to jump into today's competition. Yes, competition time, lovely listeners. It's chance for one of you lucky listeners to get your hands on a copy of Game Over Girl. Uh, how do you do that? Well, you head over to our Twitter. That's at Big Kids Book Club. All one long, lovely word. And there you're going to retweet and like our competition post with the hashtag Game Over Comp. That's game over comp. Um, and obviously, I had a lot of fun thinking about what our quizzy question could be. And obviously, there has a sort of an element. VR instantly makes you think of like video gaming. So I thought mm-hmm. it'd be awesome if people told us what their favorite video game was. Uh, Naomi, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have, <laughs> if you are a big video gamer or whether you've sort of taken the technology from that video game element. But do you have a favorite video game or series? I, I absolutely do. Um, I am a big fan of the Elder Scrolls. I love Skyrim. Um, I'm really excited. I mean, it's years away, isn't it? They're making another one, but it's going to be years. But so for the meantime, Skyrim all the way. I love it. I can just dip dip in and out of it, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I love playing all different types of characters. I love Thieves Guild. That's my favourite one. Yeah. <laughs> just go play the Thieves Guild. It's great. Um, so, yeah, um, Skyrim is definitely a big, epic one for me. That's good. Cool. My son is obsessed with Skyrim. He loves playing it. And it almost seems like every other month it's like, I can start a new character. I'm like, yeah. why? But I think he just enjoys going down the it's different It's so routes. easy. Yeah. Um, I, I should probably say myself. Myself, I'm probably going to go for the Bioshock series. I oh, love awesome. Bioshock. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. It's, there's not many games I will replay. Because obviously, for anyone who's played Bioshock, the story is kind of like 50% of what makes it awesome. Um, but I will happily replay that levels after levels, even though I know all the twists and turns and all the good stuff. So, uh, yeah, would you kindly play the Bioshock series if you haven't already? Because it's awesome. <laughs> it's a very good one, yeah. I recommend that too. <laughs> but they, that's, that's two of our favourite video game series. Do you have one? If not, let us know on the hashtag GameOverComp, and we're going to pick one lucky listener to win a copy of Game Over Go. How does that sound, Naomi? that sounds amazing i can't wait to see what games everyone's recommending maybe there's a few to pick up ourselves um Mm. but that is game over for us as well here on the podcast it's time to say goodbye but naomi a big thank you for joining us here on the show today thank you that's been amazing thanks for having me now before you disappear can you let our lovely listeners know how they can find out more about you and your books do you have some social media or a website they can go to Yep, I am on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, at, and it's the same handle for all three. It's at Naomi G Writes. And my website is NaomiGibsonWrites.com. Fantastic. There you go, lovely listeners. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget, you're going to head over to our Twitter at Big Kids Book Club to enter that fantastic competition. But you also find additional stuff there, including a link to our website, BigKidsBookClub.com. There you can find additional reviews, previews, and over 180 episodes of the podcast. So, wow, if you're only just joining us, you've got a lot to catch up on. But that (laughs) is all the time we have for this week. So until next time, all I've left to say is for you to take care, to stay safe, but most importantly, to keep on reading.